Hey, I'm Dan, and if you're new to homebrewing, so am I. Welcome to my adventures in homebrewing. Hey everybody, it's that time once more to go around the world one more time and have a beer or two along the way. Uh, it's Dan here, and uh, I gotta say thank you to uh, Denny and Drew uh, for being on the show last week. Uh, honestly, I haven't laughed that hard in a very long time, and I learned a lot of cool stuff about experimental brewing and what you can try and do for experiments when you brew. So if you ever get a chance, go check out Denny Kahn and Drew Beecham at Experimental Brew on their YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the, their website, experimentalbrew.com, and their podcast, which I believe you can find on Spotify. So this week, uh, we are going to talk about things that we use in our brewery for cleaning, for sanitizing, and all around good beer health. So uh, we're going to be talking to some folks from Five, uh, five Star Chemicals uh, down in, I believe it's Arvada, Colorado, if I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm wrong yep, that's correct. All right. So we have Emily with us, and she's going to be the rep for us today. So, Emily, thank you very much for being on the show. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. More than happy to be here to support you guys. So, um, how about you tell us a little bit about the actual company itself and um, if you do any home brewing or whatnot and what you've gotten yourself into? Okay, absolutely. Um, so my name is Emily Lovato. Uh, I personally have been with Five Star. This will be my 12th year. So I've definitely got some time put in there in regards to the cleaning and sanitizing spectrum of things. Um, Five Star has been in the homebrew industry um, providing cleaners and sanitizers now for over 40 years. So um, we, at this point, I would say we have it down to a science as in what to recommend and, and where to recommend it. Awesome. We've designed our, our products specifically with the safety of the user in mind, as well as the equipment that you guys are using. And as you know, home brewers are getting more and more advanced, we are trying to stay one step ahead of that by you know, coming out with new products, which as you know, aren't, aren't a, a thing of the past with Five Star. Um, <laughs> so coming out with new products to kind of help those who are advancing uh, their equipment in their homebrew um, atmosphere. Awesome. Um, I myself. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, go right ahead. Go, go, go. Oh, I was just going to go give in some details to home brewing. Um, I personally have done some home brewing myself as well as commercial brewing. Um, not, not anything where I was employed professionally, just went on and helped volunteered, helped out, you know, my, my customers, if you will, and kind of got some hands-on experience in, in the brewing world um, and the hard work that's in, involved with it. So kudos to you guys and what you do. Um, it takes a lot to create a craft product, um, especially one that's good. So, <laughs> well, thanks. I mean, it, it, I, yeah, you're right. It takes a lot of effort to make a, a drinkable beer, but it makes, mm. it takes a lot of effort to make a drinkable, enjoyable beer that everyone's going to like. So I Absolutely. totally, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and uh with the things like like uh, products and things like that, I mean, I, we were talking before. I use like things like Starsan, uh, your five star line cleaner, and PBW. I think everybody uh, uses pretty much uses PBW. I mean, unless you're in the in, in, in the commercial sense, then I don't know. I don't know if it's PBW or if it's like, like an acid wash that you provide to the commercial guys. But I'm pretty sure I at the brewery that I work at part time, I've seen a lot of five star products. So you know, it, it's pretty cool. But with 
um, going back to things like cleaning down your kettles and things like that. I mean, I know I use PBW pretty much on everything. I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, let, I'll let it soak inside. Like I have a robo brew. I let that soak overnight or even for a couple of days and just make sure all the, um, the beer stone comes off the bottom of the kettle. I'll throw it in hot water and clean out my fermenters with with a keg washer. Is, is, is that okay to be doing that? Or is there something else you think you should, we should be doing? So the, the regimen that you're using is, is absolutely fine. Um, at Five Star, we recommend for the homebrew environment, a, a two-step process, if you will. Um, and in cases that are needed, a three-step. And what that is, is the first step being your alkaline cleaner or your caustic. The second step being your sanitizer. And that third step that you would throw in every occasional time would be the BS remover, which would get rid of any beer stone or scale buildup, depending on the type of water that, that you have in your area, hard or soft. Obviously, the more hard water, the more scale. So that would become a, a three-step regimen. If you have softer water, you could stick more to the two-step regimen. Okay. Um, you know, just to, depending on what, what you have available and what your circumstances are. Okay, so hot water, follow the directions for the PBW, just let it do its thing. So is that like a, a, a caustic cleaner or an alkaline leader? I mean, a cleaner, is, is there a difference between the two that, that you have out there? So there, there, there absolutely is a difference. And that being one is going to be corrosive as in it's going to hurt or burn the user and where the other is not going to. Both PBW, uh, well, PBW is an alkaline cleaner um, that is user and environmentally friendly where products such as LCC or LLC, which is I believe another one that you have on hand in your mm-hmm. homebrew um, regimen, that one is going to be a liquid caustic. So the difference between the two, both are great products. Obviously, one is a powder such as PBW. Um, One is uh, a liquid, such as the LLC. Both are going to carry a high pH of typically about 10 or higher. Um, However, again, one is going to be corrosive, where you're going to need more PPE, uh, personal protection equipment, such as goggles, gloves, things of that nature, um, where PBW, if you don't have gloves, you can dive right on in and it's not going to cause any harm to to you. So it's just going to depend on, excuse me, the environment. Um, um, the materials you're cleaning and how experienced um, you are in handling those types of chemicals. Okay. So I know, like I was saying, I use PBW, but if someone's getting a brand new stainless steel, say fermenter or, or, or kettle, um, mm-hmm. we, we know we have to pacify the metal. Uh, would you use uh, the caustic or the PBW to pacify it? Or, or I have been told that you can just take straight, uh, star sand and rub it completely all over the inside of the kettle mm-hmm. and just let it dry. So is there there's, a, perf- there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple options for passivation. Obviously when you get new equipment, it should come passivated. However, peace of mind is priceless. You're paying a lot of money for that equipment. So it takes a little bit of money to make sure you, you keep the integrity of that equipment and keep those ions from coming to the surface, um, which is what passivation is. So passivation can only be done with an acid, such as citric acid. Uh, in, a, in a homebrew environment, you're, you can get your hands on citric acid. Undiluted star sand, um, just applied with a rag directly, you know, kind of wax on, wax off, if you will. That will also passivate. In the more professional um, side of things, we have a product called Acid Number no. 5 specifically for that. Some home brewers have access to that, such as yourself, if you volunteer, you know, in, in a brewery, you might be able to, to let them swing some your way. 
Um, otherwise, there are some other ways to passivate. Um, you never will be with a cleaner, will always be with an acid. Stainless steel loves to be in an acidic state. Mm -hmm. And passivation is putting that oxidation layer on that stainless, protecting those corrosive um, materials such as LLC from getting into the iron and keeping those irons from staying at bay, preventing any rust or, or that rainbowing effect that you can see. Okay. So would the liquid line cleaner I have can be considered something to use to pacify, pacify or pacify the metal of the, of the kettle or the fermenter? Absolutely not. Um, okay. LLC is a straight liquid caustic. So okay. um, it is going to carry a pH of 10 or higher. The acids such as um, undiluted star sand, citric acid, or the product I mentioned, acid number five, they're all going to carry a pH of 3.5 or below. Okay. Um, and that, that's what you want. So is there, other than to say, if you can find citric acid in your local homebrew store or just star sand, um, say by some fluke, that they're out of those. Is there another product available from Five Star for homebrewers that they, we can use for that purpose? BS remover you could use as a light pacifier as well. Um, but my recommendation would be to use citric acid or star sand um, to, to really ensure that you're passivating that stainless. And again, the, the trick is ensuring that that solution completely dries, air dries completely, if you will, on um, that stainless. Before okay. and then you would sanitize immediately before use. Oh, okay. So pacify it, let it dry. Then before you use it, just hammer it with diluted star sand again to make sure it's good to go. Now, yep. here's the question I'm pretty sure you hear from everybody the foam. Is the foam of a concern? Don't fear the foam. I promise <laughs> it's a friend in certain environments, right? So, so let to, to clear up with that, that particular question, because we do get that asked, um, asked a lot. So, Star sand is a high foaming um, sanitizer designed for more manual applications, right? So that foam becomes your friend. That foam's gonna get into those nooks and crannies that you necessarily can't see with the naked eye or aren't able to do without a CIP or agitated circulation of cleaning. Mm -hmm. So star sand is great for all manual applications outside of a pump um, application. Standard clean is gonna be your low foam alternative for those who one, fear the foam, and for two, have a CIP application um, that they're gonna have continuing, uh, continuous turbulence, which you know is right. gonna help that foam aspect of star sand. Well, we've developed SantaClean for that um, alternative. Okay, because I have, it's, I think it's called a Mark II or Mark III cake washer um, mm -hmm. uh, cleaner. And I use diluted star sand in that one and I put my keg over and I, and I just let it shoot it straight. Yeah, it foams all over the place, but mm -hmm. Like you said, I don't fear the foam, so I let it do its thing. And then mm -hmm. uh, as it's washing, the lid and the O-rings are all soaking in it to make sure it's safe. And then when it's done, take it out, put everything, make sure things properly um, has the lubricant on it. If it, like the gaskets have the lubricant on them. And then I just let it yep. dry and then I'll hit it with uh, CO2 and everything else out to make sure there's nothing inside of it. So, I mean, that is perfect. And one thing I want to point out is, is you are spot on with putting everything back together wet. Um, that is something that not a lot of people really consider, but that is how you're creating that sanitary seal, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you let those parts air dry, are they still sanitary? Sure, they, they could be. Who knows what air particles have fallen down since, since you sanitize and, or whatever the case may be. But um, putting those parts and pieces back together wet is, is so important. It creates that sanitary seal. So what you're doing is spot on. 
because yeah, I, I do know like in, in theory, I mean, I know air is not going to get in, but I know in past people would think, well, you're putting something away wet, it's going to create bacteria, it's going to grow mushrooms, it's going to grow all kinds of bad stuff inside there. But as long as you seal it up and then you purge all the air out with CO2, you're, you're sound. Am I wrong or? You're 100% sound, absolutely. And and star sand has that pH again um, of lower than of three or below, which is going to kill any possible living organisms that are in that environment. They can't live in that environment. So, in regards to mold, mildew, things like that, it's not an environment. You're not creating an environment for it to grow. You're right. creating an environment where it's killed. And then, like you said, when you purge everything through, there's no way that anything's going to survive in there, if you will. Nice. And then if there is any residual, let's say star sand in, in a in a keg or anything like that, if it's pre-fermentation, any residual, let's say for those who fear the foam, any residual foam that's left over pre-fermentation becomes a yeast nutrient. So again, there is no reason to fear that foam. I did not know it was a that was a yeast nutrient. I did not know that at all. Well, you learn something yeah. new all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. So if we go- you know, and that's why I said it's so important not to fear the foam. You know, I've, I was hearing that for the longest time, uh, and I'm like, uh, and I'm like, when I, before I dove back into homebrewing, I was like, oh my god, it, it's you got to be kidding me, no. And and the guys I worked for, they're like, don't worry about it, it's fine, don't <laughs> fear the foam, you're gonna be fine. Put your beer in the bottles. Then I got the kegs. Put your, put, put your beer in the kegs. It's gonna be fine. Nothing's gonna be harmed. And and that's how I learned like don't fear the foam. And since I've been doing this podcast, people are like, oh my god, what do you stars in? But it's so foamy. Don't fear it. It's you're you're gonna be sound. Don't worry. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. gonna take a little bit to make sure you get the majority of it out. But don't worry about it. Get the most right. of it out as you can. Then let just let it do its thing. Yep, absolutely. So if we go back to say like PBW and I'm, I'm going to lead into something, cause I know you've, there's something special about PBW. Um, mm-hmm. Now, is it better to, I mean, I know it's, you need hot water for it, but is it better to say, <laughs> let it soak overnight inside of a kettle or can you just get blasting hot water, add your PBW to it, then take the proper uh, cloth or, or material to clean up that keg and, and go from there? So PBW, <clears throat> excuse me, in a mixed solution is it's most effective in the first eight to 10 hours. So with that being said, can you leave things soak overnight? Absolutely, but it's it's most effective in the first eight to 10 hours. The hotter you have your water, the less contact time you're gonna need and the less and the more agitation, obviously, the quicker that soil penetration is. So just some key factors to think of. If you're not able to get your water to those hotter temperatures of around 160 degrees, that's fine. You just wanna make sure that you have contact for longer to ensure that PBW can remove that soil. If you're able to get it hot, awesome. You just cut your cleaning time in half, right? Because if you can get it up to that 160, you, you don't have to circulate it as often. You can leave PBW in anything overnight except for like nonstick pan coating, like for a, for a cooking pan. That's the only Teflon material that it's going to eat away. Everything else is completely fine. Keep in mind when you're rinsing PBW out of anything that you, you've cleaned with, you want to rinse with hot water and you want to rinse until it's, you, it's, it's, I guess what we would say, not, not uh, smooth, right? So when you're washing your hands with soap, you rinse until it's not silky or smooth anymore, yeah. right? Till that soap's kind of gone. 
same kind of thing applies with PBW. All right. And also another good tip is you can transfer PBW from vessel to vessel to vessel. You can get a lot of longevity out of your products when mixing a five gallon batch to clean your homebrew equipment. You kind of want to think of it like, um, you know, how many times would you take a bath in the same bath water? It depends on how dirty you are, right? So yeah. just kind of use that analogy when you're cleaning your equipment. You can transfer it through. Just keep in mind what that soil load um, is and how much it's, you're trying to clean. Oh, okay. Um, so if I, like, like I was saying before, I have a robo brew. So if I can get the temperature in the, which you can get it up to 160 or maybe a little higher. And I turn, say the world, put, attach the whirlpool arm and get it circulating that way. I'd probably mm -hmm. reduce the clean time even more by doing it like that. If I'm, if I'm think if I'm hearing you right. Absolutely. You could, if you can get those temperatures to a hotter temp of around 160, I would not exceed 170. At that point, you're going to start boiling your money away. Um, but I would get it to about 160. You can cut that 30 minute CIP cycle completely in half, completely. Oh. Okay. So All yeah, right. just if you're, if you increase one, you can decrease the other. Cool. So I know uh, in talking with Aaron, which is your coworker who helped set all this up, um, said you guys have something special coming out, I think now with PBW. We do, we do something that's been long in the making. Um, we have now officially available to the public uh, PBW cleaning tablets. So it's now the great, you know, powdered PBW in tablet form, making it easier for, for users to, to use and not have to think about dosing, right? Because that's just a pain in the butt. Is it by volume? Is it by weight? Oh my gosh, did I do two ounces? Did I do four? Who freaking knows? People think more is better as well, which it's absolutely not, <laughs> unless it's money, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> money and beer. Um, yep. <laughs> so yeah, we have these tablets coming out and we have them in two different sized options, a 10 gram and a two and a half gram. Um, so the difference in the two is one's going to be designed more for kegs and growlers, where the other one can be used more for like mead bottles, those, those smaller diameter bottles that you're trying to clean okay. or a smaller batch, like a two and a half gallon versus a five. Um, so we do have those available. All sizes come in, in, in jars of either, depending on the size, there's a 12 count, a 30 count, a 40 and a 50. So just depending on what your needs are, we definitely um, have that available here. You'll start seeing it come into your homebrew stores probably in the next month. Okay. So. If our homebrew, homebrew store does not carry it, and I'm speaking from experience with the homebrew store I have to yeah. deal with, if they don't carry it, is there a way that a homebrewer can go to Five Star itself and buy straight from you guys? Uh, very soon, very soon. So we are making a direct-to-consumer um, availability um, from our website for homebrewers such as yourselves so that you can go direct to the source if your homebrew store does not have it available or you just want to buy online. Um, you can buy individual bottles of these tablets, of Starsan, of PBW, um, that should be coming here in the next month or so. Um, that's one thing that Aaron is actually diligently working to, to get launched. So coming soon, you guys will be able to go direct and buy single unit bottles um, that would ship directly to your home. Well, that's fantastic. Okay, guys, so for those of you in the Ottawa area, start bugging to Falco's and Beer Green out in Gatineau to start making some noise to get this to the homebrew store so we don't have to you know put them out of business by going to actual five star themselves because we want to support our local homebrew stores and so they yeah. could continue to go to five star and get amazing products so start, start start rallying the cages there my friends um now 
another thing that we were talking about before was the liquid line cleaner. I mean, I, mean, I clean my, my lines of my kegerator like every two weeks. I know mm -hmm. some people who are fanatical and do it, say, maybe every four or five days. In my opinion, that's a little, a little obsessive. I know some people like, ah, it's lines. I just change them. I'm like, okay, you got a lot of money to throw away on, yeah. on beverage line. But is there a proper way to use it and a not a proper way to use that stuff? You can't clean too much, if you will. Can, can, is there a recommended uh, uh, cycle? Sure. But you can't clean too much and you can't, you can't, if you follow the label on, on the, you know, bottle, you can't use too much. So, you know, if you clean your lines every two weeks, that's absolutely fine. If you, you know, like you said, you have some fanatics that clean every five days, that's absolutely fine too. It's, it's kind of to each his own. The one thing I would recommend when it comes to lines, in my opinion, I would clean it every time I'm, I'm cycling something out, something different into that line, right? Absolutely want to clean it. And then uh, if you're doing sours, ciders, meads, anything kind of that, that's going to have a flavor that can really stick into the line, I would dedicate a line specifically for that and use it only for that, especially like sours, those that you're intentionally infecting and you don't want to infect other things, um, dedicate lines specifically for that. Um, it should be a pretty inexpensive um, thing to do for, for a home environment, but highly recommended just to avoid any cross-contamination. Okay, so would would you be concerned about the the tap being infected too, or will the line cleaner go through the, obviously it goes through the tap. Uh, should we have a separate tap or should we, was it okay to use the same one if we're changing you up can, the line? You, you could use the same tap. Just be aware, obviously you want to clean it. Be aware of what you're cleaning. You want to clean every surface area possible for the taps. You could even put, you know, star sand in a spray bottle mm -hmm. and just spray the heck out of it. Let that foam do its magic. Soak the heck out of that bad boy. And that's going to ensure the uh, the outside exterior of that tap is clean. And then you need to just do, do, do the due diligence of making sure the insides are clean as well. Okay. So I mean, for my line cleaner, I have like um, a corny keg that mm -hmm. I make, that I measured out the appropriate amount of liquid line cleaner and to mixed it with the proper amount of water, shook it all around, sealed it. And then I pressurized it because you need to have pressure to push it out. Should mm -hmm. I be worried about having that much line cleaner inside of a stainless steel vessel or I'm, or having it pressurized with CO2 or am I good to go? So I would definitely make sure you let some air in that environment. Um, for what you're doing, you, we, we would recommend products that are designed for CO2 environments, such as acid number six, which is a five-star product. Okay. Um, this, this product has been designed for CO2 environments, for cold, for, for hot temperatures, specifically um, that are being purged out with, with CO2. LLC works just as fine as well. It's not specifically designed for that, but you can still purge through with CO2 and have no adverse effects. Um, right. But but if you're looking for something that's specific to that nature, we do have products for that. Okay. And is an acid number three, was it th it's three or five? Uh, acid number six. Acid number six. Okay. Uh, isn't necessarily available to us inside of homebrew stores. Some homebrew stores might have it available. We're, we're starting to see that some are starting to carry the the, the craft sizes, if you will. Yeah. But because your homebrew environments are getting so advanced to sometimes one to three barrel capacity inside of a garage, you need some of those other products, right? So yeah. you can find one gallon bottles out there in the market. If you're looking, um, if you yourself or, or any members are looking for 
direct buy options, you are more than welcome to give them my contact info and we can explore those options further. Um, you know, being able to provide a single gallon or a four by one gallon case, something like that. Okay. So is there anything else uh, that we can use from Five Star for, for cleaning, for sanitizing, or even just for cleaning lines as a home brewer that you guys offer? I mean, we've covered the main, the main three, or actually the yeah. main, maybe five. One being if we can get, if we can find it. Um, yeah. But is there anything else out there that from you guys that we can use as home brewers? Um, there's that we have a great a great line of products and um, we are revamping our website which will give you a really in-depth look to everything that we offer um, but it just depends on your preference powders liquids right we have something that satisfies both of those um, those needs if you will so you know if, if I were to give recommendations on our entire line it would be is your cleaner PBW or LLC as your sanitizer it would be star sand for all non um, CIP applications, Santa Clean for all CIP, and then introduce those other products that we talked about as needed, if needed. Okay. So, I mean, I think like, I think bef even before Star Sand was out, people were using like an iodine sanitizer. My Did least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, can, so, I can hear yeah, the, yeah. I can hear the disdain. <laughs> Can't you see my excitement? Oh, it's all good. <laughs> No, the IOS, it's called IOSTAR. IOSTAR is our iodine-based sanitizer. It's an absolutely great product. It's more of what I would consider for the old school brewer, more that are familiar with bleach and the, and the old school ways of sanitizing, if you will. Um, iodine's great. If you use this product outside of the specification, say you got a little, a little glug glug happy when you're pouring, it has the potential to off flavor your final product. And because it has iodine, if you use it on any sort of plastic material, it is no longer going to be that pretty white plastic material you started with. It's going to dye it. So right. it's a great product in, in the terms of does it sanitize and, and kill any living organisms in that environment? Absolutely, hands down, does. And it's EPA registered to do so. It's just not one of my favorite products because of the adverse uh, staining that it can do. And if not used properly, the, the effects it could have on your final product. Okay. So you just mentioned that that one, oh, it's Iostar, uh, will, will stain plastic. If people mm -hmm. are using, say, plastic fermenting vessels, is there anything that they should stay away from that could maybe cause, like you said, staining, off flavors, or even mm -hmm. possibly do some serious damage to their vessel? Definitely be, be you know, aware when you're scrubbing it. Use a softer bristle, something that's not going to really gouge that plastic. You might not see it with your naked eye, but what, what it's doing is creating pockets for bacteria. Um, so you want to be very aware of how you're scrubbing any sort of plastic service, surface so that you're not creating those gouges in there. You know, other than that, the only thing I would steer away from, and, and that's just, this is just my personal opinion, would be Iostar. Um, everything, every other product that we have works completely fine. Even when you get into the acids, they're completely fine on HDPE plastic, which is designed to be more chemical resistant. Okay. So do you have anything, anything, uh, anything newer coming out or anything in oh. the works? Any, yeah, any, we do. <laughs> any secrets you want to share? So we do have some more new products that we're going to be rolling out, um, staggered out throughout the year as they become available because some are still in the works. The next one after the PBW tablets, which are now available, um, the, the next one to come online is going to be liquid PBW. So 
right? Who who would think that this would be a necessary product? Well, when you're uh, looking yeah. at can, canning lines and things of that nature, or those people who are not fans of powder and waiting for it to, to dissolve into solution, um, you know, this is an, an alternative for that. So we're coming out with that Q2, probably middle to end of Q2. Um, and then to go along with these beautiful PBW tablets, we have star sand tablets coming out as well. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, we have powdered star sand coming out as well. Shut the front so, door. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. I've been waiting for that. Like I said, I've been with Five Star for way too long. Probably be there forever. Um, but in that, we haven't had new products to, to launch. And so I'm really excited to get these out into the market, um, especially, you know, the, the advantages that it has for the consumer, such as liquid PBW, right? doing anything sort of automated this product's great for and again those who aren't fans of powders the powdered um they're the tablet star sand it just goes hand in hand with the powdered tablets it just it's it's no full thinking when you come to that and then the powdered star sand the great advantage to this is the hazmat um, shipping aspect right now when we ship um, star sand and anything over a gallon there's an automatic bump up of 40 dollars just to ship it on top of any right. other price right this we don't have to do that anymore in powdered form it, it it's able to waive that sort of it's still hazardous if you will but it's it doesn't have to ship that way so it saves right. the, you guys the customers so much money um because getting it to the home brew store is going to save them money making it so they can price it less in the market it's just a win-win for everybody so we have some great things you know coming down the pipeworks along with some great digital materials um for you guys that, that we're creating such as usage usage guides um where to use what in, in regards to materials. Um, we have a great new five-star homebrew club that um, Erin is working on, and she'll probably give you, Dan, some specifics on that once available to pass nice, along. Nice. But we're trying to really engage more with the homebrew community and be more resourceful um, than we have in years past. So as we do that, anything you guys can think of, please send it our way because we want to connect and provide you guys everything that we can. That's a really cool thing to hear because I know where we are here in Ontario, uh, the homebrew community, it, it's exploding. One, because of COVID. Uh, two, it's its a good way to, I get, at least I see it as a good way to manage mental health. It gets you out of the house. It gets you focused on something else other than the horror that's happening around the world. Right. And and it's, it's a way to also kind of still interact with the community. And I, when I, by doing this podcast, I find that I get people to say, Hey, look, you know, um, it's great to know that people like star sand are out there. They want to get involved and they want to know how they can get involved with people like you, but hearing that there's the homebrew club and that you want people to reach out and let you know, and all, that mm. makes homebrewers feel that they are now really a part of that craft beer community, other than just being part of the homebrew community because in my opinion if you are a brewer at home you're automatically in that craft beer world you're not producing it commercially you're not doing it to you know make a zillion dollars you're doing it because you love doing it and that's what that the sense i get from the people at five star they they actually love what they're doing and they want to engage with that community and, that, and to be honest i find that's something that's actually missing from a lot of big companies is like wanting to get involved with the communities and it's it's really a nice thing to hear i appreciate that i mean you to to be honest home brewers are five stars <clears throat> bread and butter if you will 
we wouldn't be where we are today without the support of home brewers because that's where all craft brewers started, right? You, they all started in their garages, brewing beer or at their buddies or however the case may be. You started home brewing and that's what ignited that passion to create that craft even further and become professional. So, I mean, we support the, from the home brewer to the, to the professional brewer and every step along the way, because we wouldn't be here without you guys. It's where it starts. So any way that we can cultivate that and engage more than, than we have in the past and provide you guys with tools and resources to know that you're spot on when it comes to cleaning and sanitizing, we are more than happy to, to, to do that and provide more than we ever have. So anything that you guys can think of, throw it our way, send it to, you know, support at five star, uh, chemicals.com any suggestions anything you guys need and and we'll make sure it gets into the right hands that's awesome <laughs> i cannot s stress how cool it is to hear this um how are you with interacting with the homebrew stores do the homebrew stores if they have like suggestions from their brewers they can come straight to you and do the same thing as well yep. do, you, do, do they give you feedback on what they hear about your products as well not so much in, in past. We would hear <clears throat> homebrew stores reach out occasionally, usually if there was, um, you know, something more, more negative, if you will. Um, so we would love for more homebrew stores to engage with us. We have point of sale material that we can provide. You know, we can do online webinars for, for any homebrew clubs that they support in that area or even on-site trainings. You know, we, we want to support them as much as we want to support the community because they're a part of that community and they supply that community, right? So we want to support them as, as much as we can and we would love to hear from them more. We're actively right now um, with this homebrew club initiative, reaching out to individual homebrew stores across the US is where we're, we're starting here in the US and then we'll, we'll branch that out. But we're starting to reach out, I would say probably in the last two months, very aggressively um, in the terms of how can we help? What do you need? How, how can we, we be more of a resource to you? So if you have stores in your area that, that you feel could use that and aren't aware, please pass it along. Um, because even though they might not buy direct, if they have our products in their store, they're a customer and we want to support them. That's awesome. So I know you said you are a, you are a pseudo home brewer or you were a home brewer. Mm -hmm. So when you were brewing, what was it like uh, for products to do your cleaning and sanitizing? I mean, I know there's a lot of my friends like, why get PBW and things like that? Just use OxyClean. I'm like, well, OxyClean, right. OxyClean is meant for cleaning laundry and everything else. It's not really necessarily designed for cleaning a kettle. Yes, it may work, but you need more of it to do the job. Right, right. And again, it's designed for laundry. So there's other ingredients in there that you might not want in your, in your kettle or your lines or whatever it is that you're cleaning with it. So PBW and all of Five Stars products, uh, specifically the built products, were, were made with the, the material in mind that brewers use, as well as the safety. So our products are not just, they're, they're built, so it takes a lot to, to create them. And that's why sometimes you might see that price point it might be a little bit higher than brands such as OxyClean, but there's a reason, right? Because we make sure that the materials that make up that product are not going to, to mess up your equipment or adverse flavor your, your final product. Um, you know, so it's kind of like, are there other cleaners and sanitizers in the market? Absolutely. Are they good 
cleaners and sanitizers? Absolutely. Ours are designed for this industry and for this environment. So just keep that in mind when you're choosing your cleaners and sanitizers. Do you want a cleaner that's made for laundry and maybe everything else under the sun or something that was specifically designed for cleaning beer soil or craft beverage soil, if you will, um, from many different environments? And then, yeah, can you use PBW in your laundry and on your driveway to get rid of oil stains? Don't tell your wife, but sure you can. Sure you can. It's just expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with saying no, because my wife does listen to this once in a while. And Robin, no, I will not be using beer cleaner in the laundry. Trust me. And, and trust me, if you do, it's more like a towels or a sheets kind of environment. It's not, don't put it, it's not meant, meant for like, it's not meant to replace Tide. Not at all. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And guys who are listening to this, don't get any ideas to do your laundry inside your kettles. That would right. not be a good idea. I, I try to be funny every now and then. Sometimes I feel horribly like there. So, you know, it's all good. I'm sure you're making many people chuckle. Another thing I just want to, I just want to point out is when it comes to five-star chemicals, particularly, just be aware of where you're storing them um, and how you're storing them as well. So, you know, star sand can have a, a, a bottle that cracks from time to time. If you set that bottle on your wife's granite countertop, it's going to etch that granite countertop to the nice circular shape of that bottle that you have sitting on top of it. The only way to fix that is to literally grind those, uh, resurface them and, and, and treat them again. So just be aware, these are in full concentrate. Some of these products can be dangerous to other um, surfaces. So just make sure you're storing them in a clean, dry, safe place um, out of reach of children and, and be aware if you do keep them in the garage, Star Sand and Santa Clean, they can freeze. Absolutely fine. If they freeze, you'll notice the separation. It'll look like a chunky, nasty milkshake that nobody wants to drink. Perfectly fine. You want to just get it back to warm uh, room temperature, give that bad boy a shake, mix everything back into solution. You're good to go. Okay. So Back to the part with star sand etching countertops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so are you talking straight star sand or diluted star sand? Uh, it could be straight or diluted, right? Just depends on the contact time. So I would recommend not having any, any star sand around any granite countertops. And if you do, just make sure you clean it up very quickly because okay. it can it can etch. Obviously, there's more potential of, of with that with uh, full concentrate versus diluted, but it's better to be safe than sorry. You don't want your wife coming at you angry. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. So, okay. So normally when I'm doing like the sanitation and everything else for mm -hmm. the big stuff, it's all downstairs in the laundry room or the slop sink. So I'm golden, but I will say uh, when I'm bottling from kegs, I'll have a spray bottle of solution and we'll have already run the bottles through the dishwasher. So in theory, they're already sanitized because they've gone through high heat. But mm -hmm. if they stay, if I don't use them right away, I usually just spray in the bottles, give it a swish around and then dump it out. But I try to do that just over the sink. And every now and then some does hit the counter and mm -hmm. I wipe it up, but I haven't noticed it doing any etching. So I guess I'm getting it in time. Yeah. But now you've it just put the fear of God into me to <laughs> fear my wife. And so now I may be, yeah. I may be relegated completely to the basement. 
<laughs> it's better to be safe that way. I mean, in diluted form, the the potential is far, or the the risk, I should say, is far less. Um, but it, it has happened. It can happen. Um, it most times only happens in concentrate. But it is something to be aware of because you know we don't want people to not want to use our products because they weren't aware of some of the dangers that they possess or or the the hazards and things that 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 could happen right it, the more knowledge you have the the better equipped you are to deal with a spill to to create the environment in which you're going to use the products as well as have the confidence to use them okay um a bit of a safety thing so dealing with things like the pbw and the llc and obviously acid six um I'd say for LLC and NASA six, yes, obviously you need gloves to to handle them properly for cleaning and everything else. Make sure you don't get any burns and everything else. But I do know some people with PBW have said that you know after prolonged exposure or constant using it ever, that their skin starts to to crack or dry out or something kind of crazy. Is it better just to use gloves all the time, or is there anything that we really need to worry about? Safe practice is to always wear gloves. Um, PBW can dry out the skin because what it's doing is it's taking out all of your natural oils from your skin um, and drying it out. So the more sensitive your skin, the more susceptible you are to it drying and cracking. Um, so yeah, best advice is to always wear you know gloves. However, if you don't use gloves, the worst that's gonna happen with PBW is the fact that it could dry your skin out. And again, that just depends on how sensitive um, your, your skin is. Okay. Well, unless there's anything else you want to add in, anything new and exciting that's happening with stars with five stars, like are they going to be moving to Canada or? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not moving to Canada. We were acquired though um, about two, a little over two years ago. Um, we were a small family-owned company in in you know Commerce City, Colorado at that time. Uh, and we were acquired by a company that is outside of New York. Um, so with that, we switched all of our manufacturing from Colorado to New York. They're able to produce in um, two weeks time what took us a month. Oh. So great, great resources um, at our fingertips now that we didn't have prior. Um, as well as, you know, our, a sister company by the name of Ernex, who is very heavily in the craft coffee realm of things. So it was two great brands that tied together under one umbrella. Um, so, you know, that is one great thing that has happened um, to Five Star is the fact that, you know, it, it opened us up to having so many more resources to be able to provide so many more things now to, to you guys, such as these new products. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have never been able to do that before, nor would there have been a desire by the previous owners so this is something that you know is is great not only for myself but but for everyone else that uses five-star products as well that's awesome so So i'm gonna say i think we've beat a dead horse (laughs) well if you have any other questions that come about you know after the the podcast goes live or any of that please direct them my way. Um, I'm more than happy to answer any questions anybody has. And if you need future, you know, um, podcasts in the future on specific subjects, just reach out to Aaron or myself and we're happy to support anytime. 
Awesome. So guys, that this was Emily Lovato from Five Star Chemicals on the show this week. Emily, thank you very much for being on the show. Guys, go check them out. They do, I believe, have Facebook, Instagram, and I believe Twitter as well. Check them out on their on their website. Lots of cool things coming down the pipe, like Emily told us. Guys, this is a product you need to have inside your home brewery, in my opinion, because it checks all the boxes and it's a fantastic product. All of them are great. Go check them out. And thanks for coming along for the ride, everyone. <laughs> I gotta try that again. Thanks for coming along for the ride and a beer or two along the way and once more around the sun. Guys, it's Dan. And thank you, Emily. And we'll see you on the other side. Bye, guys. I'd like to say thank you to Emily and the gang at Five Star Chemicals for being on the show this week. Greatly appreciate it. Lots of cool stuff to go check out, especially the new PBW in tablet form. Guys, check them out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and whatever else you can find on their website. It's very cool. Awesome people. And again, thanks for tuning in and coming along for a beer or two along the way. And one more time around the sun. I'm Dan, and I'll catch you on the other side. When you want it, if you stay on